Welcome to the SelfSuck podcast, Into the Blueprint, where we delve into the abstract concept of identity and how it carves distinctive experiences in individuals in the world of engineering. We discuss topics that concern diversity and inclusivity and dissect the multifaceted nature of the industry and stigmas that may live within it. Listen along to hear stories and insights ranging from all walks of life, including students at university or those grinding the 9 to 5 engineering career. So sit back and enjoy the podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to the Subsog podcast, Into the Blueprint. I'm your host, Catherine Trin. Yeah, and I'm your co-host, Rita Han. And today we're joined by two guest speakers, Rami Azam and Renu Mantanaram. Before we get started today, I would first like to acknowledge the medical people who are the traditional owners of the land. We would like to pay our respects to elders both past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal people listening today. In this episode, we'll be talking about cultural adaptation in the setting of university and the workplace. So I'll introduce you to our speakers now. So our first speaker is Rami. He is a site manager at Multiplex and he's determined to eliminate the stigmas that are associated with the construction industry. His past experience adapting to work culture while upholding his religious beliefs as a Muslim have motivated his passion today to address diversity and inclusivity issues within the industry. He's now a champion for the Jumpstart program, which assembles an all-female team encouraging female high school students to look into engineering, built environment and construction fields as potential career paths. Hi, Rami, and thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you. And our next speaker, Renuma, is a valued alumni of SEVSOG and previously an international student from Bangladesh, currently working as a systems engineer and systems assurance engineer at Oricon. Renuma has set herself as a pioneer amongst peers with UNSW and the industry. Having established and developed the first SEVBuddy mentoring program at SEVSOC, she helped implement initiatives for international and local students to adjust and, smooth, to adjust and smoothly transition to university life. Hi Renuma, and thank you for joining us today. Hi Catherine, thank you for having me. And to the audience listening to us live on Instagram and Facebook, we'll be taking questions at the end, so please make sure to stick around until then. There will also be an option to ask questions anonymously via a link in the comment section, so make sure to click on that if you would like to ask any questions. So I guess I'll get started with the first question, which we ask um, every speaker that we have on the podcast, is how do you identify yourself and how do you think this affects your outlook on the world and in the industry or any workplace? And um, Rami, you can start first. I, I identify myself as a as a Australian with a proud Lebanese heritage. It's it's I've been in this industry now for uh, almost eighteen years, and yeah. it, it's obviously my my identity is growing, gotten stronger as as the years go by. I think, and as I think, as the world changes, yeah, it's 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 good and it's good and bad in a way. I guess there's a lot of negativity out there in the world that you can sort of get your hands onto it pretty quickly and there's, there's a lot of positivity which also affects what happens um, at work, yeah, any event that happens overseas. Like, for example, the recent in recent years when there was an explosion in Beirut, there was a lot of work colleagues that were empathetic to what happened and, and, and that, but, you know, many, many years ago that wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have probably reached a lot of the audience in, in Australia. So, yeah, but there's also some negative impacts as well that people tend to, still stereotype various races and, and religions. Thank you for that. And Renuma, how would you identify yourself? 
I would define myself still as an international student who's trying to um, make my identity in here and um, trying to uh, set a foot and do what I want to do for, for the industry and for the future because I've been growing in, up in a developing country so I have seen the lack of good engineering practice and how moving here and studying here and working here now has helped me realize how a good engineering team and a good engineering practice or discipline can help to develop your country. So at the moment, I'm just learning more of that and trying to identify myself and what I, with what I'm learning and then going forward and trying to help my country back home with all the knowledge that I'm acquiring now. And so it's more of a global inclusivity that I learned that knowledge can be transferable and what you can do with something that you learn here. And definitely, as Rami has mentioned, that coming from minority group can have, have sometimes its positiveness and its difficulties. But so far, my experience of working here has been very positive and I have been very well accepted into the work culture. And my colleagues and uni friends, everyone have been very um, helpful to help me adjust into the new new culture and help me adopt to the new culture. So yeah, that's definitely been a good experience for me. Great. It's really Great. cool that it's you're trying to create applying what you learned in Australia to your home country. I guess the next question kind of goes on from your responses, but I'll go to Rami first with this question. So how have your past experiences when adapting, what were your past experiences like when adapting to the work culture? And I think I previously talked to you about this being a Muslim inside your work culture in the past you had quite a lot of difficulties and you mentioned that previously in how people often stereotype people who have different races or religion so can you speak on your own experiences from that yeah look when, when i first started in 2000 and you know it's 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 shocking to only think 21 years ago we were still as a as an industry so backwards and you know, 20, 20 odd years ago, starting in the workforce, it was still heavily male dominated and there wasn't too much. If you were a minority on, on, on a project, you were pretty much bullied in, in a way. And it's pretty hard coming from when you grow up, you grow up around sim similar cultural people that you, you know, when you're at school or at university, you, you sort of tend to hang out with people that are culturally uh, similar to yourself. And then you come into the into the work world. And 20 years ago, you're, you know, you're, you're embarrassed sometimes because you're that minority. You're embarrassed to say, "Hey, I don't eat pork. Can we? Can I? Can I be looked after on a, on a, on a gathering of a Saturday barbecue that that construction sites used to have?" And and sometimes you'd you'd, you'd sit there and and just be quiet and just go down to the to the local shop and and buy your lunch and and then bring it back. And then eventually, when it is out, some, some people aren't some people aren't tasteful for that kind of things. They they become racial. Don't know why, but it's just it, it could be the as I used to as he used to say to me, oh, it's the Aussie banter. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> when I grew up uh, and growing up in in Sydney, you never you never thought of a person of of their race or nationality, never. But then you sort of enter a world where people do care about your race and nationality in it. Uh, and then sex was was the other big one, female male. And I, I was struggling as, as being of Lebanese heritage. But, you know, beside me, my, my female colleagues were probably struggling even more because they were still being, you know, the comments towards them were, were probably a little bit worse than, than, than what, I, what I would have to hear. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, it, it was tough, but I set myself early on when, when I sort of 
was sort of you sort of it's unfortunate we become numb to all the negative you know comments that people make towards you and i just said to myself when i eventually get there i'm just going to work harder and stronger and then when i eventually get there i'll make sure that no one will have to go through what i did as a as a grad that's really great that you're applying like your previous experiences and you're trying to make a change for people who are in those minority groups today so um that's really great that you're doing that and i'm sure that people in those communities appreciate it um and also i wanted to say um do you think that the construction industry now is shifting a bit more um towards something better yeah uh, look it it 20 years ago it has changed it, it probably changes every five years now there's a huge focus of women in construction and that's very important to get uh, more women in the built environment courses and also getting them into construction the the uh, the 20 years 20 year ago construction companies no longer exist we've we've got better policies now and we've got better inclusion we celebrate more diversity days and stuff like that so it's, it's brilliant like uh They are all taking a step in the right direction. Yeah, I was sort of, you know, I sort of see myself 20 years ago when I first started. Yeah, I didn't like it and I wouldn't recommend my daughter to enter the construction industry. But now 20 years on, I I don't think there's any better industry out there than than construction because of of the amount of work they've had to do. And, And it's brilliant. When you're so far behind, the work that you need to do needs to be accelerated. And I think it's, it's it's a good thing where there, there's, you know, the business is checking out or the industry is checking out what other sectors are doing. And also people like health infrastructure who are responsible of, of building hospitals, who are part of the New South Wales government, um, school infrastructure, uh, universities and all that are actually now, instead of talking about, you know, how long is it going to take and, and how much is it going to cost? It's actually asking businesses, what are you doing for inclusion? What are you doing to assist with diversity in your business and it's brilliant and, and and that's the way it needs to continue for the next 10 years so that there's no so that hopefully that you know my daughter enters the industry there's no discussion about unequal pay and and females lacking in the industry and all that it just becomes a norm that's a really good point and i guess what you're talking about with um now how the industry has changed and it is accounting for diversity inclusion more um, Renuma, I think you're a good example of um, someone who's experiencing that in the workplace now because you're an international student, but um, you said yourself that you don't really find it that much difficult um, adapting to the workplace culture. Is that what you said? So for me, I think so. What was more difficult was initially when I moved to Australia, adopting and to getting it and to know more people. As Rami has mentioned, when you initially move, you tend to stick to people who are similar from your cultural background or your religious background. So I think I passed that phase when I initially moved here. And in my first days of university, I realized I was doing that. And then I looked back at my entire motive of why did I move so far? Was it just the education or was it the overall experience that I was after? And then I realized it was the overall experience that I'm after. I want to experience the different cultures and all the different things that Australia has to offer. That's when I took a step outside of my comfort zone and I went and I started meeting new people. That's also one of the first times when I attended sex-off events and I met so many people who are my friends still now. So it's always making that conscious effort and step to move out of your comfort zone and trying to get to know more people from different cultural backgrounds. And I do agree with Rami, there will be people who will not be accepting of you, but there will also be people who will be very accepting of you and the people who are will not be accepting of you can take a mental 
toll on you when you're trying so hard to get to, I wouldn't say you're trying just hard to fit in because that's not right. I don't feel you should have to try hard to fit into somewhere where you don't think you belong because in the long run, you won't nurture a healthy relationship in that place. You have to go somewhere where you feel you are being celebrated and you are valued. So you have to even keep in mind for that. Suppose you are trying to go out and do a lot of things and in the long run, you just realize you lost your own self-value and worth. So that's not something you want to sign your up, so, up for. So yeah, that, and then you also find people who is, will be very accepting of you, who will be willing to teach you new things about the Australian culture. Because when I came here, I didn't know a lot of things. It was those three, this, through these people that I got to learn so many different things in my university journey that in turn in future made my work transition a lot more smoother because I was aware of all of the Australian culture and what's involved uh, in it or what people expect out of you in terms of socialization. So that in turn in future made my university to work experience transition a lot more smoother. So yeah, I think so I would just say people that Try to meet new people, move out of your comfort zone. And if there is something that you believe in, like I always believed in that there should be more inclusivity of international students within the local cohort. And there should not be two groups when at any events or anywhere that we're going, even at work, people should be willing to mingle with each other because at the end of the day, you do spend a long part of your day working with these people and you should get to know the people that you're working with. Yeah, and then there's something else that I wanted to touch on, which was different people have different kinds of thinking of what they feel other people might be comfortable with. And if there's such certain things when you're interacting with people that is bothering you and you are not comfortable with, as Rami mentioned if you're a Muslim, it's likely that you would not be eating a few things and then you would not be like, you would not be drinking or like you would not be eating pork. It's always very good to set your standard and boundary at the start. I feel that's what I did for myself. Uh, so when in future, when people get to know you, they learn to respect and value the boundaries that you have set for yourself. Yeah. And I would say Definitely keep on pushing harder and you will meet people who will value you and who will help you grow. That's some really um, good advice. Getting out of your comfort zone is really important. Um, Rami, did you have any comments on that? I was just going to say, Renuma brought up a, uh, a story that I really didn't want to bring up, but I think I should, just in case the listeners can understand what happened. So there was one day I, I when I told my manager at the time that I don't eat pork that's part of my religion he said no problem what do you mean by that and I said look you know I don't eat pork so I want to be included on the, on the Saturday barbecue but I do eat eggs like can is it possible that you know you can cook some eggs he goes no problem just come on Saturday at 10 o'clock and we'll be there I went there on Saturday at 10 o'clock and the whole barbecue was full with bacon so you know it was just that you know that 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 was 20 years ago or 18 years ago and then you sit there and you say how can someone think like that? I've never thought like that. I, I don't care. I've never cared. And, and it's my parents' upbringing. You know, my parents have told me, don't don't worry about who the person is. As long as they're good to you, be good to them. And, you know, those struggles, that, that's the struggles I, I, I had at, you know, previous businesses where you sit there and you go, wow, you are that shallow to, to do a, a trick like that. And, and it sort of sets the boundary. But Renu yeah. brought up some wonderful points and she... You know, and she's had it hard coming here as well as an international student, but they're the people that I, I, I absolutely adore because they're, they're coming in here, the language barrier, and, and, you know, there's still a lot of people in, in this world or in Australia that, you know, 
won't accept Renuma, where, you know, yeah. we, we need to accept her. We need to make a, a proud Australian. Yeah. So, I mean, that's in the entire matter where I say that you need to keep on moving to and talking to new people because all people experiences will not be the same. And it, among my peers and people I know, I was even a mentor for the International Student Development and UNSW, where I have mentees who would come and say to me, oh, well, you tried me to go out go out of my comfort zone, I did it and didn't work out. It wouldn't work out always, but when it works out, you will meet some definitely good people and you need to keep pushing for it because if you don't, if you push for it and someone who's behind you, it's going to make it easier for them. And as what Rami is doing now, he's 20 years before, his experience was not as good as what probably I am having now because people like them have pushed the boundaries for women in engineering and for cultural inclusivity that now we are get having it a lot more easier so yeah that's very true um can i just also say rami thank you so much for sharing that story i think it's really important in these conversations that we do share those personal stories so people know what your experience is because it's like what it's about we want to know um how people can change and how people can consider um the experience of others um because it's all unique so thank you so much for sharing that um, a question that I have for both of you guys, I guess, is because you have both experienced people who haven't agreed with you, maybe Renuma in a group assignment that you worked in, or um, when you said you were trying to get out of your comfort zone and people were like disagreeing with you, or um, Rami in that situation where you had like food, food requirements and people didn't want to adjust to you, what do you think it requires for people to have a mind shift to um, adjust to you because you're trying to you're trying to adapt to the culture here but you know people should be adjusting to you as well so what do you think it requires for people who are more likely to have like a stubborn mindset um, what kind of mind shift does that require I'll, I'll tell you I don't think so forcing or a purposeful mind shift can make a change it's more about if someone was brought up in Australia they are definitely a lot more culturally diverse I would say two things. It's about acceptance and empathy. When people turn, learn to accept other cultures and understand their values and respect them, I feel like it comes within you from you that, okay, this this person who's coming to my place and I'm inviting them over for as far as Rami's reaction story and just catering to those needs because I know I would do it for someone. And just in the long-term story, I know if some, I was inviting someone over, I would do it for someone because... I would value their what they want as a guest for me. And if I feel that is not being reflected back on myself, that's when I know that, okay, maybe this is not a place where I would want to stick around for the long term and I have to move on and try and do something else. And it's the same for work culture, I would say. If suppose during Ramadan, you have certain timings and if you want to take a break and currently all workplaces are quite flexible with that. But if you're finding your workplace, which is not as flexible with that, then you have to make some decisions on your own about what you want to do or like talk to someone and try to change it and try to see how you can go on about that. But currently in my experience, I have found people, people were quite accepting and quite understanding. So that was quite good. There is definitely a few ifs here and there, ifs and buts, but overall it's been good. And yeah, in terms of changing, I don't think so you can change someone's mindset in case they don't want to change it, but it's also having, an, as I said, your open boundary and open conversation about your requirements and what you think would help you better adjust. You need to figure them out yourself and deliver and communicate that. 
have with the people around you. Very good place. Look, uh, to me, it's education. Education is important. You need to educate the ignorant. They, they are. A lot of people do have the brain capacity to understand about different cultures and and different religions and and what what people have been through. Without education and challenging um, people to to learn more, to be more diverse, then you know we we can't. We can't do anything more than that. Like, like Renuma said, there's some people that are set in their ways, but you know, if they're willing to to learn and, and educate themselves, and and you know, all of us, you know, I look at the diversity we have here. If we are at the forefront of educating the person and showing them uh, the background that we have and and the reasons why we're here, the reasons why we exist, then yeah, hopefully it will help. You know, even if it's even if it's one percent, it's 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 amazing. But I think there's a lot of people out there now that want want to understand. You know, what's what's happening in Bangladesh, what's happening in in America, what's happening in Lebanon, what's happening in in various points of the country. Because you know, Ethiopia as well. You know, there's there's a lot of things that are happening in every country that if you if you are proud, if you've got that heritage and you are from there, you know, I I, impl- I, I commend my staff to educate in your in your in your homeland because you know your parents are affected you know there's someone that's affected you know you're affected you know what what was your struggles to get here renuma has a has a wonderful story to tell on how she got here and that should be heard you know and people should understand that you know she's made that pathway for herself and she's she's guided her way through it and you know she she's opened the doors for for a, a number of other people to say well if renuma can make it so can i so it's, it's brilliant it's about educating and challenging Mm. yes you guys both had very good points um basically taking in responsibility in yourself to try and change things and um teaching people about your experience and what i guess yeah what is right and how you should be treated even though it might be hard sometimes and even though some people might not agree um i have i guess sort of like a story not really a story my i just have a friend who um i know works in the industry now and um still to this day i guess he experiences of racial slurs, but um, he's even told me that he doesn't get offended by them um, because he knows that his managers, um, they, they, don't, they, have, like, they don't have any ill intent. It's kind of just like the way in which they communicate with each other. Like they're, it's like um, friends joking with each other and being a bit slightly offensive, but they, deep down they know like, their true intent isn't to offend each other. Um, do you guys have any, I guess, thoughts on this? Um, because... A part of education is to tell someone, oh, I feel uncomfortable about this, but um, some in some situations it's not possible to, or in some situations people might feel like they're making too much of a big deal. Um, yeah, if you guys have any thoughts on this, I'd like to hear it. If your friend's okay with it, that it, it is a very individual question. It's not a one answer that's going to fit all. So it's very depends on each individual to each individual. If your if your friend has established that relation with his manager and his team, maybe that's how they joke around and that's how they wanna be. But I would also say that in the surrounding, if someone else is working in that team and they're not comfortable with that interaction, they might not sometimes speak up and engage with the team because they don't feel comfortable with how the team is interacting. So I think so at some point, people who are in charge should take these kind of things into consideration. Well, I think I'm still very young. I'm just like starting on my first year of work, even though I did internship before for a very long time, for 2.5 years. And during those times, if I felt a certain group was too out of my league, I would probably not engage in very 
in-depth conversations because I would, if I didn't feel comfortable to fit in. So it's rather the entire, it's rather to look at if their interaction is in, impacting the entire team and how your friend feels about it. If your friend's okay, then you can let it be okay. If any of your friends definitely not okay, then your friend should have a conversation with his boss and see how he goes about it. Because I wouldn't say there is any harm in having a conversation. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, look, I, I agree. It's 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 up to the individual. Like Renouma yeah. said, it's it's a it's a fine line, I guess. I, I think there's two types of racial comments. There's Sarah, which some of my staff are comfortable in doing to me. Like you know, you know, if you if you're from where I'm from, I grew up in Lakemba. You know, there is stereotypical racism, like uh, Lebanese people wear bum bags all the time, and you know. That that to me is 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 banter, and and some of my staff say, "Hey, did you bring your bum bag today?" Like, ha ha ha, funny, funny, funny. But then there's a line. I think it's a, it's a, it's there, but they will never cross it, and that's and that's getting into a little bit more of the racial comments, where you know there there, there are various different races within our within our project and when the individuals are comfortable with each other i do hear things and i do go to the individual that is on the other end are you okay with that yeah that's fine because i return serve with you know something back to the towards them and 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 it's still i don't know if it's if it's right to accept it but it's still stereotypical racism if that makes sense so it's not it's not crossing the line of 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 getting of hurt from what I understand. But yeah, like yeah, you're right. It's yeah, as Renuma said, it's it's the individuals. But the, the, if if someone if, if someone doesn't feel right, I've been in a situation before where two or three people were talking at a table and a female was um, sitting at her desk, and this was about seven years, and they were talking about what happened on the weekend, and the three guys were just talking. And they said stuff that they did on the weekend. And then she came to me and she said, look, I understand boys will be boys. And I understand they're allowed to have a conversation, but please not near my desk because it just became a little bit too much information. And when I brought that up to the guys, they were respectful and they didn't realise that, you know, that their their normal conversation could offend someone in the office. And, you know, what, what that normal conversation on a weekend around your friends could could happen. But you've got other people that individually you don't know what's what what's going on in their mind and stuff like that. And you just need to start being respectful. That's it, you know. So yeah, individually your friends uh need to understand if he's if he's happy with with that sort, then as long as it doesn't go to the boundary where he doesn't like it, then that's where he probably needs to step in and say, hey, no, 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 no. that's that's the limit yep very good answers um yeah i guess it is a very very situational kind of situation and um like these problems are very complex so it is pretty important to analyze them based on a situation um renum i wanted to go back to what something you talked about previously um you said that when trying to adapt to the culture here sometimes i guess there have been moments where you felt like you um were sort of like losing your identity in a way or like fear of that happening um yeah so could you would you be able to like speak about your experience and rami if you if you did have a similar experience um if you could speak about that too um but we'll go through Nima first well i will start by saying that i was always very head like i always knew in my headspace what i wanted and what i didn't want when i was interacting with other people in terms of accepting what i want to accept and 
letting go of what I do not want to accept. So what I have been brought up with the culture and values for so long does not get changed in the process. So it's just having a more clear understanding of what you want to accept and what you want to absorb within yourself and what you don't want to, don't want. It's my more point of saying that was it's okay to let things go. If you want to culturally adopt, it doesn't mean that you have to totally get into everything. If there is something which you do not stand by and which you don't think is important, you can let it go. You don't have to stand by that. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much that, that kind of thing. It, like you have to be more clear on your understanding. I know it's not that easy when you are doing your uni day-to-day life and working 20 hours and trying to keep your head on top of everything. Uh, you don't think as much, but it's also good to just sit down and have a think about what do I want and what, what I, why I'm doing what I am doing. And yeah, just start from there because I have a lot of friends who doesn't drink even to like five, six years they have been here. They don't still drink. And some people who had been here and if they're doing something like that and the friends would get into peer pressure and be like, why not? But they know within themselves that even if they're coming out and enjoying and socializing, that's a boundary they don't want to cross and they don't want to cross it. It's, it's more that kind of adaptation and just sticking by your values. And when you're going with the flow, you don't let yourself lose when you're going with the flow. Fair enough. And um, did you have any like particular experience where you noticed you were doing something that was like different from your culture and then like you had a moment where you realized, oh, that didn't sit right with me? Not particularly one I can think of at the top of my head at the moment, but yeah, not, not particularly one, but I'll have Rami to have a go and I'll think about it in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, for me, yeah, it's the same, just seeing how much you can, or what you can let go of and, and what you need to stand up for. And that's, and that goes back to culturally how you've been brought up and, and, and what you believe in. I've, I've had some, I call them oh shit moments where you, I should have done something at points and you know you kick yourself for it but you you I think what it does is it just teaches you because it's it, well, I'm not trying to get uh physiological um well I'm not going to get psychological here but I think the body and the mind or the heart reacts to something and when that when something happens in a setting I'm just talking work setting because because when you're in a social setting with friends and stuff you can always walk away if, if you're not happy with the group that you're in, you can always, but when you're in a work setting, sometimes it is difficult to say, okay, well, it's time for me to pick up and, and I'll just go to another company. But yeah, sometimes your body reacts to something that has has just happened. And if it's reacted in, in a way that made you feel uncomfortable, then that's when the next time, you know to yourself as your boundary saying, you know, no, next time I have to actually stand up and say something and not accept it, so. That's a good point. Another question is with practicing Islam, um, you have to have prayer times. How do you adapt to that now in the workplace that you're in? Diversity and inclusion is very uh, well sought on site. We've got we've got places within the the project where people can go and pray. But yeah, and 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 there's places in the city when you're in the city to go there as well. So there's there hasn't been, you know, again once once you become a manager, it becomes easier to manage because you you can you can accept and you understand that religion, but Again, if I were, and, and my managers have been accepted of it. Again, I haven't, when I was younger, yeah, it was it was completely different. It was um, morning and night and that's it. So it was, the the, the ones during the day was, yeah, were, were pretty much hard to sort of run to. So, yeah. 
different now. Yeah. Renuma, can you speak a bit about the um, international student experience in terms of the career? Because I know that's like a really big thing that international students at university are concerned about. Um, and some people don't know why it's such a big concern, like what experience it is, um, like what requirements you have. And um, like, I guess the stress involved and the reasons why it's so hard as an international student trying to like boost your career up. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the main problems I would say being an international student, getting a work here is uh, a lot of companies does not accept international students. So when the local students and everyone is applying to like 50 companies, we are limited with the number eight companies or 10 companies that we can apply to. So I think so that's the grassroots main problem is the limited experience and exposure to international students. I feel if more companies were more accepting, like for me, I know it is very difficult, even if I want to do construction and do it being that field, I am limited and I'm not, I cannot explore that field because of the visa type and everything that I am on. So it's a lot of limitations that we have to navigate ourselves through. And just even just coming to uni, as I'm saying, just going to the intense coursework and doing all the research and shorting down the 10 companies that accept you. And just then knowing what visa requirements you need to be on and what the next processes are. Everything as a whole package makes it very difficult for international students to understand what they need to do future and what needs to be done. Saying that, I'm very lucky that Oricon does accept international students and then they give us an opportunity to go forward and enhance our career and learn more. So I feel when a lot of companies are talking about they are more inclusive and they are more diverse and it's like an open conversation when you go up to them and you ask them, so what are you doing about it? If you are someone who is very strong on that field, I feel this you can ask this conversation question when you are going up to an HR or anyone and know what they're actually doing because saying something that you're you're passionate about and just actually doing something towards it it's a very big difference yeah so it's definitely very hard and also I feel there is a bit of a nick pick and choose when people are accepting international students that think they usually would prefer someone who is more local which I completely understand but also it's about giving other people a chance and seeing what, what they can do. Because obviously I feel compared to some, we international students, they go through a lot. They're out of their home. They're living by themselves. They are usually more willing to adopt and more adaptable to different adverse scenarios than other people can be. So it's even keeping those things in mind and having a future employers, having to change their decision of if they want to be taking all international students in their cohort or not. And even if some companies which take international students, the number of people they'll take is very low. So you do become very constrained in that field. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, um, as you're one of my friends who are international students, but um, I know the international students are very, very hardworking and it is very hard, your experience. And um, yeah, you basically have to be an adult, like straight from when you get into uni everyone else is like living from their home my mom still feeds me so <laughs> yeah yeah so it's a very different experience um a question I have for both of you guys is you guys both seem very passionate about um your from your own experiences and um diversity inclusion within your workplace and, and university um how do you think this has manifested and um pushed you to, to try and make a change I guess in in your environment Look, for me, just just obviously with with my 
sort of upbringing in the industry. It was, you know, it was back then it was sort of accepted and now it's obviously changing. But lo and behold, beside me, there was a, there was this other stream of, of, of what I call, you know, the female stream who were probably doing it tougher, tougher than what I was doing it with. And when I got married, uh, my, my wife is a career, a career woman and, you know, the challenges around having kids and her stopping her career versus me stopping my career and then all that kind of stuff. So for me, challenging all my energy in within our industry to, to empower the, the powerful females that we've got around, around us and this Jumpstart program that that sort of championing with with the girls um, in our team is to sort of start targeting year nine, 10 and 11 female students to break down the walls of, of a construction site pretty much and, and eliminate any stigmas that they may have uh, in their mind, but also showing them that, you know, if you did, if you, if you only didn't do civil engineering or or built environment or anything like that, you can do architecture. You can still get into our in our industry. You can even do law, get into our industry, commerce. So there's there's various ways and various pathways that you can come into the industry. And because it's changing, I think it's it's a nice industry to sort of break down the barriers and 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 get rid of this stigma of burly male dominated men that wolf whistle at, at females. It's it's not that anymore. It's it's a lot of educated females and a lot of educated males that 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 combine that in this industry combine make it where it's going to go in the future so that's really great that you're taking this um i guess issue into your own hands even though you're obviously not a female um i can say that it's very very like i feel very grateful as a female studying engineering um to have males who are supportive of this as well um so it's really great to have that um renuma did you have anything to say about that as well yeah, so since Rami covered the gender respect, I would cover a bit of the international respect, which is when I initially came and I joined, suppose I'll just pick one experience, which is Stepsock, and then they realized that there wasn't much inclusivity and there was not much cultural representation as there is now in the team. And just working towards it and how can you bring that on? Me and my team, we, we targeted events such as this kind of events that you're doing now. And I remember we had a cultural industry night where we invited industry people who, who accepted international students and just come and talk about why they think they do it and them saying their representation of cultural acceptance and inclusiveness in their company. And I did, even did the SIP mentoring program, which is you paired up a local student with an international student and help them. And the international stu student would could talk about their cultural experience and the local student could talk about their experience and help them guide through their university journey. So it's these little steps that I feel that I've taken because I acknowledged at the start that there was a break and I want was focused on fulfilling it because I felt there should not be that and everyone should be accepted and included in a huge um, student body and committee like civil engineering is. So that was my start and I'm happy to know that people like you and your team and people are carrying that on. So it, it makes me believe that there are other people who believe in this this as well and it's just not myself and I think so that's my achievement and my outcome I think so which is good that I don't think other people do the same thing yeah that's basically it that just if I believe in something I went forward and tried to do something to make a change for that field yeah and also because I have a lot of friends 
who are not as outgoing and who are not as come forward for what they believe believed in and or wouldn't come forward if they were struggling to make friends wouldn't come and say yes that that kind of problems I felt was being tackled with the separate program where they could just apply and they would get a person they were assigned to they could talk to them and just it was a mentoring program type so yeah so, so that kind of thing just focusing on if people are not if not everyone's an extrovert so what can you do for the introverts out there so what can be done for them so just tackling things like that yeah yeah having a mentor really helps and having someone to talk to um especially i guess even in all kinds of situation as like a female or as someone who identifies as lgbtqia plus or as an international student having someone assigned to you to talk to you um i know that really helps um and i can i also should say arunama you've definitely left a strong legacy in selsok so um <laughs> You can rest well <laughs> on that. Um, yeah, um, but we'll go into some questions that have been asked on Instagram and Facebook Live, our audience now. Um, Frida, do you want to take it away? Yeah, so we have a question that builds on about, uh, I guess, uh, in the workplace. So uh, this one says, thank you for sharing your personal stories, Rami and Renuma. A question for both of you. How can you, uh, sorry, how can a fresh grad support peers, uh, fresh grad, sorry, uh, how can a fresh grad support peers who are discriminated, discriminated against, especially if that discrimination is coming up from higher ups? Uh, new graduates may feel powerless to help or do something. Okay, for me, I would say my first point of contact would be my line manager, the person who's assigned to look after me. If I'm seeing that something's going wrong in my team or if I'm feeling that someone's overworked or someone's having some family issues and they cannot focus and they really need to take some time off or being discriminated against, I would in first go and have a chat with them. I would ask them, if you're going to this, are you finding it difficult to chat to someone? Do you want some help? Because even if you notice something's wrong and you just go and take a step but the other person completely didn't want it, that's overstepping their boundary and you would not want to overstep someone else's boundary. They might have a different way they want to deal with it. So it's just having an open conversation about them, about what help they need and what kind of help they are seeking for. And just looking back and thinking to yourself, do you think you need, you can help them in that? And if you feel you can't, Feel free to have a chat with someone that you know well in the company, which would be like the project manager that I'm working with or my manager. Yeah. I'll probably not say name and I would be like, I know someone who's struggling with this issue. I really want to help them out. Could you guide me on how to do it? Because I'm not sure how to do it. So, and then once you get the help, you can probably go back to your friend or colleague and tell them, I think so this is something you can do. And if they're still struggling and they want you to pursue and help them further, suppose they want to talk to the mental health person at work or they want to report to HR about something and they just need a support, feel free to be their support and be there for them. But I definitely think it's worth first checking with them what they think they want and how they want to pursue it. Yeah, that's it's a situational question. I think that's how I would tackle it. But Rami can feel free to say it because... I think so he has more managerial position now. He can, like, look after how he wants to do it. Look, with, with, with Multiplex, um, there's obviously um, policies, anti-discrimination, law, and, and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, and, and you know, within Multiplex, it's, 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 it's a very safe environment. Now it was then, look, I've only been at the company for 13 years, but, you know, in the last 
30 years, the company has grown. Managers are very diverse and very, you know, that we, we all go on courses about how to deal with situations and, and we've got internal courses that talks about how the industry was and where it's going and and it's great because within within ourselves, we're educating ourselves and we're educating, we're developing ourselves as, as managers. Every project that Multiplex has, has a grad champion. So there's a there's a person that's not a manager. They're, they're usually a project engineer or site engineer. So if sometimes a, a grad coming into the construction world might feel a little bit intimidated talking to a, to a manager. So we we have him. We've got within the sites a grad champion who you know deals with all the grads. There's also, as Renuma said, there's there's definitely ways of of communicating anything that you're not happy with. And trust me, the job sites are like they're like small small little islands. You know, within within five minutes, if someone's unhappy, you you you, you tend to know about it pretty quickly. And then it's definitely up to the manager to step in and because they have the power. To step in and, and and make sure it's it's that that grad person is heard. But yeah, in, in my you know seven years of being a manager, if there has been an issue, it's always been solved straight away. So there's some good points to bring up as well about being active as a, a colleague manager um, and being able to identify if there are any discourses in the workplace as well. Um, I guess maybe a little question. Another question coming in is. What are some surprising things you have learned in your time in uh, working in the engineering industry? And maybe that might be cultural differences or something that's just surprising to you. What I found is interesting is everyone has an opinion. So <laughs> I, was, I was pretty shocked. I, I, I came from a, a strict Lebanese family that the opinion was your mum and dad and that's it. <laughs> everyone else had to side, follow suit. So look, I live like that. I, I you know, whoever's... Um, above me in, in, in the hierarchy, I, I respect and I also respect the people below. It's just the way, I don't know, I've been brought up culturally. But yeah, I've just, I've just realised how many people have, have an opinion in the industry and they're happy to tell you as well. For me, it would be how important teamwork is and understanding how your team dynamics works. That is very, very important. Like you could be a team good you could think you're a good team player, but if you don't grasp the team dynamics and can go with the flow, that's, yeah. So that's definitely give attention to the group works that you're doing. Don't do things at the moment and do your work. Like try to foster connections. So that's going to be really helpful when you're going to workplace. It's going to help you pace up and make, pick up and make it quicker. So you're not doing things for the first time and inter not interacting and working with people for the first time when you're going into work. Yeah. Mm. Okay, we have some more questions too. Another one is about, oh, it's from someone actually. So there, is there anything we can do as individuals to help make our workplace more inclusive and accommodating for people with diverse backgrounds? Look, celebrate people's, you know, some people might have religious celebrations, you know, understand what they are, celebrate it with them, be respectful of them, you know, whether you're going through Lent before Easter, whether you're fasting through Ramadan, whether it's, uh, you know, Christmas, whatever it is, just be be accepting of of everyone's different religious festivities and, and, and understand what those festivities mean or understand what some 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 people have other special days, you know. The Jewish community has a lot of have a lot of special days. Understand what they, they mean and educate yourself. Like, you know, don't don't be ignorant. Don't just sit there and say, you know, this is all I want to know. Understand what 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 other people uh, celebrate and and be a part of it. Like within our, within our within our well, within my sites, I I really 
you know, try and do multicultural days that once a month someone from a different cultural background brings in some food so we can taste and, and understand what, what, what the food is about and, and all that kind of stuff because food brings people together, you know, everyone loves to. And, and yeah, and, it, and it's great because people that, you know, haven't, haven't had Indian food or haven't had Vietnamese food or haven't had Lebanese food, just sit there and say, wow, this is, this is something different. This is, my taste buds have gone to another level. So, yeah, it's just about celebrating. I think Renuma said the word celebrating. I love that word, celebrating other people and, and what they're yeah. about. It's, a, it's an amazing word. To me, it would be what my workplace is doing. I think so currently we are doing, my workplace is quite, the people I work with, they are more, they're really understanding and inclusive. So that's really helpful. One thing I particularly like is like monthly, we have this coffee ruler thing where you put your name in and you're matched with coffee with someone else. And oh, wow. And it's throughout the entire business and you're matched with coffee with someone else. And you can basically talk about your experience in the company and what you're finding is challenging and how they're tackling with it. So it's more someone, you're matched with someone outside your team. So you don't have that fear of, oh, if I'm saying someone, will they say someone else? And then will something go in the bad direction? It's nothing like that. It's just like an open conversation with anyone outside your team in the business so I think that is particularly really, really good. And I always take part in it and I find it very helpful. So you even sometimes match with people who's like really high up and you can talk to them about their experience in the workplace or someone who's an undergrad and just started one month ago. And you can share your experience of how you went and how you dealt with it. So it's, it's about two-way process. And yeah, I really like that initiative. So that's something that I think is a really good idea. <laughs> That's a very very good idea. It's a very, very great initiative. Yeah, and it's like selected at random. So yeah, and you just get to meet someone completely new and you don't have any pre-assumptions of like that person and any kind of pressure. And you just like, yeah, it's just like a pen chat. Brilliant, brilliant. I think we have one more question from the audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just, yeah, last one today, I think. So it goes, Hi Renuma, what sort of mindset do you have when trying to get out of your comfort zone? How did you manage your consistency of keeping challenging yourself? And because they know, because oh, they know that it can get quite depressing more than once when when you uh, when you have to go through the experiences. Can you repeat your last line again, please? Uh, so the last line is um, is a bit more personal about towards them saying that it can get. A bit depressing when you're demotivated and you're constantly like, shut down i definitely agree with your last line it does happen and how i keep on how i practice i want to move out of my comfort zone is initially when i started uni as i said i used to only mix with people who's from the same cultural background as me or i had a group of high school friends who came to australia and i used to just only talk to them And then it was a conscious effort that I made that I have to move out of this zone because I came for the overall experience that Australia could provide me. Like, I wanted to know about the culture. I wanted to know what Australians does on a weekend. I wanted to know what they do for enjoyment and how they, what their kind of festivals are. So when I went through that process, there were definitely people who I found was really accepting and really nice and I wanted to be friends with them and it was a mutual decision so yeah obviously I would just force people to be friends with them be like hi be my friend so and that those people stuck by with me even now I, I see those people and I meet with them and even I met them like four or five years ago and so I it's about building your support network 
like you have to build a support network that when you know when things are not going right and you are feeling demotivated you have someone to talk to you about like you can catch up for a coffee and you can talk to them about so even if you're trying to always get out of your comfort zone and put and push forward there will be times where there will be setbacks and during those times i feel people who are close to you can be your parents if you're very close to them or can be your support group of people who is going to help you go through that because for me particularly even though my mom lives overseas we are very close and she's always also a working woman if there are some issues in workplace and i'm struggling there are sometimes things that i share with her and i find that that's actually sometimes i will agree i had a pre notion of because she has not worked here she would not understand but at the end of the day work is work and the culture can be very similar elsewhere as well So it's about having your very strong support network who's going to help you go through the bad days is very important and also something you have to keep in note that it's in a way good not to take everything personally because if you take everything personally that can take a lot of mental load on you you have to learn to let go of your things and which I'm still not the best at but I'm learning and it's slowly it gets better when you learn to let go of things and not hold on to one comment that someone said you in a meeting and think about it through the next of 7 hours of your work day yeah so from me had something to add on to it i, I just want to say look i'm with, with within multiplex i'm a mental health first aid trainer and i just want to say to the listeners out there if they you know depression is is real mental health is real and renuma's uh, an amazing person to to get through what she's got through and and she's 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 a strong woman to 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 accept and to not accept things in her life but there's going to be people out there that may not have the same mental capacity as Renuma and please depression is real mental health is real and if you do feel that you are not not winning the battle please make sure they seek help because there's there is a lot of great help out there and you know yeah it's 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 very tough you know coming from overseas and I'm presuming an international student was was asking this question it's very tough coming overseas and trying to to do something no nobody knows how hard people have it overseas nobody knows the background and 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 everything that they they've been sent here to do so please yeah don't don't take it for granted that's a really important point Thank you guys. Um do you have any final notes before we finish off? Something that you want the audiences to remember? Multiplex is a wonderful company to come and work for and seek employment. Is at the forefront of females, males, whatever race, nationality, gender, sexuality, you know, we 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 and we we don't discriminate. Please come to our our if you haven't done the assessment center, please apply for the assessment assessment center. Yeah. And I I just want to thank the 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 wonderful team at Sefsoc for allowing me to come on this platform and and, and talk is this the wrap up am I allowed to wrap up now or yeah. do you guys want to you guys still want to do something a little bit more cuz I started my wrap up and then I didn't realize no no just the multiplex fantastic come and watch them you get to um, meet people like me or go to or Oric- go to Oricon and you'll meet Renuma yeah Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, thank you for having me guys. And as a final note, I would say as what Rami mentioned is last note that definitely things will get tough and if things get tough, please reach out for help. And there is no harm in reaching out for help. If you and sometimes when you reach out for help, you might not get help from the first person you're reaching out to, but keep reaching out. There is definitely someone who's going to help you and as i said it is important to have a good support network of people and people who 
acknowledges your presence and helps and supports you. So if you feel like you're not finding it where you are currently now, it's okay to look otherwhere and try to, even if you might know these people for years and they might be there, but if you're not feeling that you're getting, you're not being supported and you're not, you're not being heard, it's okay to go and move on and yeah. And try to meet other people because there's lovely people around the world everywhere. So yeah. Thank you. That is a really great point. And finally, I just want to thank you, our speakers, Rami and Renuma, for joining us today. You guys had some really, really great points and interesting perspectives. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, we hope to speak to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify to receive notifications for our new uploads. If you'd like to be part of our live podcast sessions with our speakers so you can ask them questions, make sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram to receive notifications for our live streams. You will also be able to ask questions anonymously via our link in the comment section. Until next time.